Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by the spirit of Dat Killer Chris. In spirit. In spirit. He is with us. Uh, I know it sounds like he's dead, but I don't think he's dead yet. I just, you know how people always like, they love you extra after you die? Yeah, that's weird. Well, I'm trying to respect Chris before he dies. All right. So, you know, I love you like a brother, man. You're with us in spirit. This show is brought to you by Dat Killer Chris. I just, I would just like to say again, he's fine. (laughs) Nothing happened to him. He's chilling at home. But we'll always remember you, brother. And, you know. (laughs) uh, This episode is also brought to you by the memory of Unsolicited Opinions Podcast. uh Uh-huh. That used to be a show. It used to be a thing. And now it's a YouTube show called Unsolicited Sandwiches. Coming to the streets near you. It should be coming soon. So, we are brought to you by the spirit of Dacula Chris and the memory of Unsolicited Opinions with Awesome Ty. Yeah. Uh, we got one more sponsor today. Oh yeah, who's that? That is YouTube! YouTube! YouTube. Now, if you have not heard of YouTube, I'm gonna explain... <laughs> I'm gonna explain it in, in one sentence. Are you ready? Reg. Uh, it's like a place you could go and you could watch videos. You could upload videos if you want and become a content provider. Or you could just watch content you like, you subscribe, you share, you comment. It's a really interactive place and it's mostly visual. That was a long run-on sentence. It was one sentence, though. I didn't put any punctuation in there on purpose. So go to YouTube, find Natural Habitat Podcast, subscribe, and tell your friends. Because we're doing daily uploads all year. That's a long time. Yeah. You know how many days that is? It's like at least like a couple hundred. It's over a couple hundred. Try three plus. All right. Yeah. I think it's like 301. Plus one? Hold on. Let me Google this real quick. How many days are in a year? 385. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so 385 uploads. Oh, Probably something right. like that. We got a couple extra here and there. That's how we do it. So more than 365 uploads of 2017. So go check it out. Check, check, check it out. Today is the last day of Pyramids Week. Oh. Uh huh. We're fucking. I mean, man. We're cracking it. We're cracking the case. We're. Uh, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Got some coke, and we're cracking it. I don't be cracking it. Cracking it up. All right. Everybody out there, get your crack, and we're going to play this theme song and get into this. You ready? Reg. Crack. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. Reggie. was a man named Garrett. Garrett. His weed bag was so big, he would share it. He would go around town, smoke everyone down, and opened a burger shop called Garrett's. Fuck. I ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Booyah. My name is... uh, Oh no! You could do it. One. I didn't bring one today. You didn't bring a name today? No. I got one for you. All right, what is it? Diamond Joe. Diamond Joe. All right, that's my name, Diamond Joe. All right. Uh, so myself and Diamond Joe are here. Yeah. This is the third and last day of Pyramids Week. Pyramids. Okay. Pyramid. Great pyramid. Pyramids Week. We have been getting pretty deep on so. these pyramid theories. 
So on Tuesday, I think we fuck. I think we cracked it. We figured out how the pyramids were built. Oh, there you go again. <laughs> I know. I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> solved. <laughs> solved. Mystery solved. <laughs> and then uh, on Thursday, we went back and kind of looked at what we were taught in school and all these different theories that uh, that people have about how the pyramids were built. And today, we're watching a documentary. Now, this documentary was made by Egypt. Did you know this? Nope. It was made by the Egyptian Tourism Authority. Oh, then you know it's bullshit. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, come and look at the pyramid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, they, I'm sure they pay for a lot of shit. Yeah, and what they're trying to do is show people the real Egypt. Yeah, well, I think it's just about keeping whatever the name alive, you know, like trying to like always stay doing shit. Yeah. Keeping tourism alive, keeping like the mysteries alive. Why else? Answer me this. Riddle me this. Why the fuck else would the shit always take so long? Anytime, like, anytime you see something about Egypt or like some type of fucking discovery or process or anything it's always like well we had to file for this and wait a year Mm -hmm. and then when we got that we had to file for another thing wait another year and then it's like you know it like takes 10 years just to do paperwork there before you could even like get to somewhere and then when you get to somewhere you you have people there watching you to make sure you don't touch nothing and then you know when you do find something um they they close you off from it and they say, "Oh no, no, we'll come back next year." Yeah, so we're, we're done now. Yep. <laughs> that's like that's like literally what happens in every single one. I and it's think, all about you know? it's all about preserving it, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah. It's I think I think it's about preserving like the mysticism because they don't want anybody to know everything because once it's solved, then it, it's not a fucking mystery anymore. It's not a thing, you know. It's like. All the mystique, all the fucking everything has just gone out the window. So true. And how do you keep a thriving tourism that's based off of such things if things are no longer the truth, you know? So like I mean like the, the pyramids will always be a destination, but I think it's the unknown about them that is like the real mystery. Yeah. You going know? there that's, seeing that's the them. thing that, that drives you to go see it. Yeah, and knowing that we don't know how they got there and who made them. How, well, we know who made them or how they were made. So you just look shit. at them. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's definitely part of the attraction, a big part of it. So it would make sense that they would <clears throat> try to keep it all under wraps. And I hope that this documentary they made isn't too propaganda filled. It's really just a big commercial for Egypt. And they're like, hey, you never know. But... From what I understand, this thing has some answers in it. I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's like I don't think it has anything to do with them just because they paid for it. I think it's this guy's project, and they just like paid for it so they could be part of it. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, there's really no way but to find out and watch it and see what we get. Are you ready? Yep. So uh, this is on the beautiful YouTube. It's called The Great Pyramid of Egypt, New Evidence, Full Documentar. Make sure you got your lassos and your cowboy boots and hats on. Diamond Joe, Mike Booyah. <laughs> Diamond Joe, Mike Booyah. All right. We're going to do Lethal Weapon style, three, two, one, play. You ready? On the counter. All right. It's the only one of the seven wonders of the world that is still standing today. What? Five million tons of stone stacked 146 meters high 4,500 hey. years ago. We also the need to do uh, seven wonders week. Yeah, we do. Largest and, and go back and like, of all the trip on like how crazy those were. Because centuries later, the old, the a lot of the old wonders on. from back in the day How probably the shit on everything built. that we have now, you know? French right? I agree. Houdin we definitely need to do that. investigating this question for 10 years. He scrutinized and studied the monument with the eye of an expert, as if he were going to rebuild the whole thing himself. Today, at the end of his investigations, and with the help of new technology, he's offering a revolutionary solution. 
could he have managed to solve the mystery of the Great Pyramid of Khufu? Of say what? Uh, of Gufu? Khufu. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a film directed by Florence Tran. So they got a legit intro sequence. It's a legit thing. Kufu revealed. That's Kung Fu Egyptian style. <laughs> That would be cool, huh? To understand the mystery of the pyramids, oh, let me blow your mind one time. Go back right. time to the era when Egypt Did you know that pyramids have the eight sides, not four? These mountains of stone are the masterpieces Say of what? civilization. Yeah, wholeheartedly committed to the quest and I can for prove eternity. It. Do it. Pyramids were the sacred gateways. And there's, there's uh, pictures the of the pyramids, after death. and you can look the from above, built the finest and, and you can see the line down the middle in, a single in the, in the, the very slight the angle era. on each the face, first ones were step pyramids, which breaks like it up in the eight Yeah, yeah, you gotta check it out. It's a real after thing. After the 26th century BC, that's how like the first true that's how precise pyramids were the work of a single family. Headed by Snefru, gangsters fuck. You can't even see that shit unless you look at the grandfather of Kefren. Originally, the outer surface of the tombs was made of a smooth layer of dazzling okay, white so the, limestone. Okay, so the Great Pyramid of Giza is the Pyramid of Khufu. The earthly incarnation of the sun's rays. The, the Great the, Pyramid. Yeah, they're the same. They're the same one, just different name. As time yeah. went by, these outer stones <clears throat> got pillaged in order to build palaces, temples, and mosques. Khufu still has a few left at its base, and Kefren has managed to keep its original stone layer at the top. Kefren was the last monumental pyramid that Egypt built. This period of amazing technological progress only lasted a century. Not long after, Egypt underwent serious climate changes. The country was plagued by drought and ravaged by civil wars, invasions, and social strife. The secrets of the pyramid's construction got lost during these tumultuous times. <laughs> Recently, archaeologists have discovered the village that housed the workers who built these monuments 4,500 years ago. Oh yeah, date that Egyptologists have unearthed numerous clues into their 4,500 years ago? They were well-fed yeah, and decently it? housed. They were given meat, beer, and bread. That's just the general consensus, I guess. Yeah, the how do they think have even shown that the workers <laughs> were not slaves, as it was once believed. You still trying to find it? No, I'm looking at the eight-sided pyramid right now. They were now. proud to serve it's their pyramid of Giza has eight sides. accompany him on his journey to the afterlife. Because does that mean he's got a boner? Look at it. <laughs> but none of this fascinating research yielded any new information. I laughed way too hard at that. I'm Especially 30 years old. For the biggest and most complex uh, of them all, Kufu. No, never laughed too hard. At Towering at 146 meters. So it was the tallest. Did that just blow your mind about the eight sides of it? Yeah. The end of the 19th century. It looks like it's indented a little bit, almost. Kufu is also the only pyramid with a granite chamber tucked away at its heart with beams weighing over 60 tons. A genuine challenge within the challenge. Challenge? The pyramid's staggering height and this granite chamber are the two key mysteries surrounding Khufu's construction. Nobody, until now, has ever solved this riddle written in stone. Until now. Still, many theories have been put forward. He's talking about us. In the 5th century BC, the Greek historian Herodotus Suggested Maybe. the use of wooden <laughs> levers. Hey, I was watching Unsolved Mysteries yesterday. Yeah. And imagine fucking DB Cooper episodes. Up to the what? Yeah, I'm like, solved it. Solved Bill Nye. Yeah, what if we, we need to uh, tweet him been very and see what he says. Hey, were you DB Cooper? Or did you know him? Today, an architect right? claims to have solved the I'm mystery. I'm going to tweet him right now. 
If he's right, it will turn out to be the most important discovery since Tutankhamun's tomb was found. Tutankhamun? Jean-Pierre Houdin's story begins in January 1999. He'd taken a year off to get some perspective on his life and was looking for a new challenge. Did they say what this guy does? His father sent him a tape of a film he'd seen on TV about the mysteries of the pyramids. This guy's the a fucking architect? explored the different theories of how the pyramids were built, but not one of them was credible. See now, look at his father, a former. You see how that was a walking causeway or like a walking bridge? Yeah. What if that was filled with the water, like we've been built from we're the inside yeah. with the help of a circular tunnel? <laughs> you know, like Actually, they almost had it. Henri Houdin shared the idea with his architect's son. That's so crazy. Ever since hearing that theory, it's intriguing. It's so much smarter than anything else, and that's why it makes the most sense because it's so simple. When it's when it's that simple yeah. and that smart, it it's, has it can't be anything else. It's obviously obviously how they did it. He could get his yeah. hands on concerning the pyramids. He read the most reputable books, studied every drawing, and analyzed every theory. Almost overnight, he became a fanatical expert on the architectural wonders of ancient Egypt. A simple architect was transformed into an obsessional genius. He threw himself a hundred percent into his research. He closed his architecture firm and sold his apartment to move into a small family <laughs> studio. That's dedication right there. Hey, I'm gonna solve the pyramids, so I'm gonna sell everything and <laughs> he worked ten hours a day to close the firm and idea, adapting wow. it in keeping with the ancient Egyptians' know-how. Yeah, that's dope. So your home is here. See? It's basically a great idea, but I think we should break it up into sections like this. Seems logical. A spiral with right angles. And see, it goes up like this. Well, all you have to do is keep working on it. Well, I think it might take about 10 years before I can get you onto the internal ramp. There is a lot of work to do. The Egyptians didn't know how to build circular tunnels. <coughs> on the other hand, he knew how to make right-angled galleries. Jean-Pierre patiently developed his idea of an internal ramp. His ramp would enable limestone blocks to be hauled to the very top, 146 meters up. He believed the ramp would never have more than a 7% incline, because otherwise, it would be too steep for dragging up the stones. Notches at each right angle would allow the stones to be turned and also provide ventilation for the tunnels. This shit's about to get real, son. Because this shit right here that he's talking about, there's actual evidence for it inside the pyramid. So, you know, that's why I love these. Because, like, we were dead set on the water one, but this... This could be the one. It was and a great like, theory. You know, like, there's a few of them that are, like, that good. But it still had to be proven. It was time for Jean-Pierre to shift into high gear, but for that... Jean-Pierre! Yeah, Jean-Pierre Jean closed his firm and left his house and moved into a he little fucking studio apartment. It better be a good theory. I want to do Cool Runnings again. <laughs> but no one bothered to reply. <laughs> Yeah, man. They were sick yeah, and tired of receiving yet another Push new theory jump, about the jump, They didn't even bother to look at his dossier. Jean-Pierre didn't belong to the club. He was nothing but an outsider. And yet, the pyramid's construction is definitely an architect's business, at least as much, if not more so, than Egyptologists. That's so sick. He he gets a pull down bed and his no office is a prophet in their own house. After trying his luck with French scientists, that's Jean like Pierre such a sights on the U.S. That's what we're, we're gonna do in the future in the podcast land. It reminds <laughs> it reminds me of uh. Have you seen the videos of like people in the Japanese internet cafes? Yeah, that just live there. That like sold their fucking house or left their apartment. And just moved Bob into this Breyer internet cafe, like and they just on their computer working all day, doing whatever, and then they just lay down like the ground is a mattress, and it's like a little cubicle. When he opened his laptop, there were several of us in my apartment. So this is like a mansion compared to that. To see what he had, and he had these 
beautiful, beautiful diagrams of the pyramid, things I had never seen. He created them on the laptop, and he started explaining his theory. The architect presented his revolutionary idea. The pyramid could have been built from the inside out. Okay. So there's a ramp inside the pyramid. A ramp inside. Is it still there? It's still there, yes. And now... I thought the theory was incredible. I wasn't sure. You know, there are other theories there, about yes. the pyramid. She's there. Have problems. <laughs> this She's there. In my problems. But it was just so amazing that I just couldn't believe it could be true at first. So what did you think the first time you saw the pyramid? Ah, the first time I saw the pyramid. Yeah. Let me tell you, Bob. Bob. I never went to the pyramid. Ricky <laughs> Booby. You never saw it? No. You've been working on this thing for five yeah, years. I, I, and you, you haven't seen the pyramid? No. No? No. Uh, Why not? Because uh, I, I think it's uh, intellectual uh, work. It's uh, something. Uh, I, I think also that I am completely free. It's a concept. Yes. At the base, the architect would draw the pyramid. I have no pyramid in front of them. Oh, Look, if anybody's going to take your theory seriously, you have to see the pyramid. Bob huh. Breyer was He's on some real shit, though. You know, yeah, he's like, yeah, well, theory. I don't need to go to the pyramid. To help I bring a pyramid to me. I'm, like, I'll show you. I'm trying to build a pyramid. Yeah. yeah not like, reverse I'm, engineer a pyramid. Yeah, because that's impossible. You can't do it. Yeah, that's where yeah. everyone's getting confused. So I think he's on the right track. Yeah. Makes sense. When they built it, they didn't have a pyramid in front of them to look at. But look, he's looking at it, and it's going to ruin it. Finally. <laughs> five years after he began his investigation, Jean-Pierre so discovered the pyramids. That shit is so crazy. Right? You would definitely feel like a fucking alien in the presence of something like that, you know? It's got to fucking do a little bit. It wasn't like I got there and went. There's a pyramid. Look at how huge that is. Like everyone, but I was already so familiar with it. I knew it inside and out. I saw it in a different way. I knew where every little stone was, every little detail, every little joint. I felt at home. Thanks to Bob Breyer, he enjoyed the rare privilege of a private tour. Felt at home. We are in the seeds in France. <laughs> this is where tourists come in now. This in France was opened up by the Caliph Mamun around 850 AD to rob the pyramid. The real in France is about 7 meters east of this corridor. If we keep going, we will arrive at a corridor that leads up to the Grand Galerie and the King's Chamber. But Jean-Pierre is not a tourist. He's looking for clues in the heart of the pharaonic structure. See, look at, look at, see those marks? To back his theory. He's intrigued by a number of details. These regularly spaced rectangular holes. And these chisel marks all along the Grand Gallery. Finally, he reaches the King's Chamber, made entirely out of granite. Gigantic beams above him, weighing about 60 tons apiece, form a flat ceiling. An aberration for the time, considering the thousands of tons of stone piled above it. The <coughs> chamber is a real architectural feat. He admires the joints between the stones. They're perfect. Not even a razor blade could slip into the cracks. How did the Egyptians manage to transport stone blocks of this size into the heart of the pyramid. Jean-Pierre's internal ramp doesn't solve this problem. It is the second riddle of the Great Pyramid he needs to tackle. Holy shit, dude. <clears throat> it's like, I knew they were big. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I knew the these stones the were big, gallery, but watching him like walk along that wall inside the pyramid, it's insane. Access to five stories of granite beams yeah. called relieving chambers. This isn't fucking Kansas anymore. These are topped with an enormous gable limestone roof. The and then look at everything the on top of the all down that. on the roof yep. of the funeral the rest of the pyramid. Without this that. ingenious system, the ceiling of the king's chamber and the grand gallery would have collapsed. Uh -huh. But the granite beams suffered some cracks during construction. 
To check the extent of the damage, the Khufu builders opened up this passage that leads straight to the heart of the brilliant architectural system. It's scary. Uh. Ima imagine being inside there and like just feeling all that pressure above you and you just like it's yeah. like when you're in deep inside a cave and you're like among the graffitis like, crawled yeah, by unscrupulous cool. visitors Jean-Pierre looks for the cartouche of Pharaoh Khufu first discovered at the beginning of the 19th century everybody just down there fucking carving their stupid names into that or what um, a lot of that shit is like... 1935. Yeah, see? <laughs> Super old. This proves that it's really Khufu's pyramid. It means non Khufu. We are in the heart of the pyramid. It's absolutely incredible. And there are hundreds of thousands of tons right above our heads. And it's all held up by these beams. And it's been here for 45 centuries. You can just feel how calm it is. The serenity is pretty moving, isn't it? <laughs> Man, we gotta go to the pyramids. Huh, bro. <laughs> Tell me about it. Shit. It's so lit. At the Egyptian Museum in Cairo, Tell you what, though, I the might not make the, the trip. pharaohs are on display. Millions of pieces no? chronicle the nah. prestigious history. Of I have a feeling I'm not going to any countries that don't allow weed. But paradoxically, only yeah. two elements yeah. are directly linked to the Great Pyramid. Not doing it. Today, we gotta we gotta wait for a global legalization. I'm not going to some fucking foreign prison for smoking weed or something like that. No, no, no. The only no, image of no, Khufu that has survived is just a few centimeters tall, a minuscule ivory figurine discovered by chance in a temple in 1903. Despite the absence of monumental statues or bas-reliefs, Khufu's memory is still very much alive. An enigmatic sphinx, he continues to intrigue the entire world with the mystery of how his pyramid was built. Khufu is Chinese? I guess so. Jean-Pierre also wants to see what he considers one of the greatest treasures <laughs> at the Cairo Museum. A 4,500 Sounds like a bullet ricochet when you say it. I know, that's what it sounds like to me when he said any attention to what seems like some plain everyday object. Yet, it's a unique piece that offers insight into the pyramid's construction. It's the fucking... Wood was like the weight. Flintstone sled. It cost a fortune <laughs> to bring wood from Lebanon. Moving the fucking so rocks. Up to the end. Back in Khufu's days, the Egyptians didn't know about the wheel. They used these cedar sleds to haul stone blocks. <coughs> Considering the tools available, you enjoying to them, this music over there? The Egyptians accomplished I'm amazing technical feats. Their monumental constructions have weathered thousands of years. They bear witness to the genius of these men from antiquity and continue to fascinate Egyptologists and architects today. Bob Breyer is convinced of the importance of Jean-Pierre. No big deal. Life. We're just he going over plans. Help him find new clues and evidence. Pyramids behind us while we're eating cafe. Holy shit. To prepare for their expedition the next day, they begin by taking stock of some of the building's theories other people have come up with. Most involve some kind of ramp, but have major flaws, according to the architect. Either is too steep? Yeah, that's a big problem with these ramps. It's a huge problem. Either is too steep, or it's too long, and then it causes a quarry. Because it's too high? It has to be 1.6 kilometers, and then the ramp would be bigger than the pyramid itself. This one is really steep, good for ski jumps or for the Olympics. 
It's fine, it's fine. Or for filling with water. Hey, tell me, what's this? virus. Maybe? This one is interesting. Yes, because the 1.6 kilometers are not in front of the pyramid, but all around it. This type of external spiral ramp around the pyramid raises a number of questions. How could such a ramp be attached to a smooth-sided pyramid? Man, look at that. That's insane. How do you turn a corner with 600 men, considering that's how many people you needed to pull a 60-ton granite block? Besides, with this type of external ramp, you couldn't check the geometry during construction. If the edges weren't perfectly aligned and controlled, the pyramid could end up twisted. Don't get it twisted, man. Is that where that saying came from? Ancient Egypt? I think so. We figured it out. 4,500 years ago? Suggest Put that in the soft ramps. category. Yep. First, an external ramp that only went 43 meters high. This would have allowed the first two-thirds of the pyramid's total volume to be put in place, as well as the granite blocks for the king's chamber. In addition to this, the Egyptians would have built a second ramp inside the pyramid. Hmm? This system offers a solution to the two key problems the Khufu pyramid presented. Its height, 146 meters, and its unique granite chamber. Once they reached the critical level of 43 meters and the granite blocks had been brought up for the king's chamber, the Egyptians would have dismantled the first ramp and recycled the blocks it was made of, hauling them up the internal ramp to finish the pyramid. Nothing would have been wasted. Crazy. Now the theory needs to be proven. They need to find evidence of his internal ramp. Bob has an idea. What is it, Bob? 15 kilometers south of Cairo, the Egyptologist takes Jean-Pierre to the ruins of a temple that was dedicated to the sun, built 100 years after Khufu. The temple was destroyed at the end of the 19th century, but an architect's drawing of it still exists. On the drawing, we can see that the temple had a corridor similar to Jean-Pierre's internal ramp. Our two investigators want to see for themselves what's left of it. I think we, we, we should be able to, to imagine the room. Well, you don't have to imagine it, Jean-Pierre. Yes. Oh. <laughs> what is I it an internal ramp? Yes. Oh, it is an internal ramp. Oui? Oh, it is an internal ramp. That is for sure. Oui. That's for down. sure. Yes, yes, we go here. It's a quarter turn ramp like, like mine. Yes, let me show you something up here. Come on. You're going to like it. Now, this block for the ceiling, right? Yes. The plafond? Yeah, of course. Oui. Oui. The blue for the ciel, for the sky, right? And there are stars here. You see them? Yes. Right there. There's a little yes. circle, and it radiates out. We have a lot of stars. Yes, yes, all over the block. So this was the ceiling block for the internal ramp. Look at the diagram, though. Let's, yes. let's just see what we can figure That's out. That's crazy. So we came up the ramp here, yes. and we made the turn here, yes. right? And this block, what do you think? I suppose Coupon. maybe this one, or uh -huh. maybe this one. So this block could be yes. either here or here, this ceiling block. Yes. So it's definitely yes. internal ramp, right? Yes, it is, definitely. These remains of an internal ramp prove that the ancient Egyptians knew how to build this type of corridor at the time of Khufu an important step towards confirming the architect's hypothesis. But the demonstration isn't over yet. Another important I, aspect I just of thought about something theory too. can also be tested out in the field. It's obvious they knew how to build internal ramps because the pyramid is full of them. He believes that to form a perfect pyramid, <laughs> the Egyptians must have laid the outer right? surface yeah. blocks first besides the one they used to build last, it i mean like, like many previous there's a fucking shit ton inside of there that's what i thought too would have allowed the the passageways come from. Of the but i think it has to be, to be at like a certain angle to, to be able to gain so much height to make a trip you know what i mean about 30 kilometers south of cairo 
like I'm sure that there's ramps that are just like slight inclines and declines, but I think he's talking about like Jean-Pierre and extreme Bob are particularly interested in these magnificent rising stones. stone ramps. Yeah, because why are they going through all this mess to prove that they could build ramps if there's fucking ramps inside? And are up to two meters thick, twice as big as the stones positioned behind them. Architecturally speaking, this is a fact of major importance. Yeah, they held on the way, right? They broke the casing stone over, already raised, and put it in place on this block. And after they kept on, it's like that all the way to the top. So these had to be put in smooth right from the beginning. It's a concrete evidence that the casing is done as a pyramid rise, and the outside of the pyramid is finished first. The casing stones would have had to be laid first, allowing the geometry of the pyramid to be monitored as the building advanced. Next, the Egyptians would have positioned the second row of well-hewn stones followed by rougher blocks of various sizes that acted as a kind of filler. This yeah, would have allowed them to easy. work faster <laughs> and right? finish building in They're all just sliding them around with sticks. Like, like four guys moving one block. Manuscripts. Dang. So, you see what I'm saying? How, like... It the clues Jean-Pierre has becomes gathered out of the field are investigation. Yeah, it totally so makes sense. Well, you know, like this guy, this guy's an architect. Existed. Out of anybody who's ever going to figure it out, you can see it's more than likely going to be this guy. Two up. Oddly I mean, enough, I'm not saying this guy's a special guy, position but I mean, like, if it's with the same whoever it's going to be, slope. it's probably going to be an architect. It's probably going to be somebody who understands the process, like what it takes. To actually build something like that, and the fact that he tried to build it from in order the to detect up, the internal know, ramp, there's another the pyramid would have to be that the different densities of, uh, inside building from the top to down. Measured. Also, this would provide physical yeah. and therefore undeniable scientific proof so, of the ramp's existence. All I know is that it wasn't no actually, fucking. a similar study was already we heard done when we were up, in that's for sure. Back at the time, a team of French engineers analyzed the Khufu pyramid using a technique called microgravimetry. This method allows us to see minor variations in mass and density. In fact, it involves detecting what scientists call zones of significant subdensity, in other words, empty spaces. For months, the technicians took thousands of measurements both inside and outside the pyramid. The team wasn't interested in figuring out how it was built. They were hoping to find a secret chamber. In this respect, their mission was a total failure. Scientific publications of their study went completely unnoticed. Yet, without realizing it, these engineers may have found the scientific proof that Jean-Pierre Houdin has been looking for for so many years. Jean-Pierre contacted one of the scientists who worked on the mission. Hui Dongbui is a member of the French Science Academy. Hui Dongbui. We found that the subdensity. I think I just met this guy the other day. Density deficits formed something that was like a spiral. Don't say it. A spiral shape. Exactly. Don't say what. Subdensity. Right in subdensity. I don't know. Say what you were gonna say, and then I'll tell you. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> it was drawn by hand. My colleague did it. We really see the spiral. We see the spiral, the subdensity <laughs> zone in white. Sorry, it was coughing. The microgravimetric <laughs> study shows that in relation to the pyramid's volume, it's a spiral. 15% of its mass is missing. Let's see. The empty spaces inside the monument seem to form a spiral. Back in 1986, Louis Dong and his colleagues didn't know what to make of this startling discovery. Now, in light of Jean-Pierre Houdin's theory of the internal ramp, the study <laughs> makes sense. 
Michael, I can't take any one of these guys seriously. Huey Dong Bowie. Huey Dong Bowie and Sean Pierce. These guys are my best friends. I know. It's like it's fucking. Built. It's like Diamond Joe, Mikey Booyah. I was gonna say this should be our fucking Halloween costumes this year. Sean Pierce and Huey Dong Bowie. Hong Kong Bowie. That's been. Jean-Pierre Houdin is now firmly convinced that the internal ramp is definitely there, just a few meters behind these blocks of stone. But he's now looking for more proof that the ramp really exists. If we continue along the phantom lines we'd seen before, we come to something that absolutely fascinates him. According to his calculations, this hole, located at the northeast angle of the pyramid, lies directly on the path of the internal ramp. Would this be what remains from one of the notches that allowed the Egyptians to turn the stone blocks? They'll need to take a closer look. But climbing the pyramid is prohibited. It's dangerous, and many tourists have already suffered accidents. Look at the shape of this notch. Okay. The pavement. Okay. The walls. Yes. And take plenty of pictures. Plenty of pictures. Okay. And come back safe. It's a deal. Okay. okay. Take care. That being said, the Egyptian what is the difference are willing to make an exception for certain Egyptologists. One old guy and another old guy. You know? <laughs> an excellent mountain I mean, like... <laughs> Bob Breyer is going to check out what the notch looks like. That guy Up behind close. him ain't going to save him, you know? God, it would be so crazy to be climbing up on a pyramid. Right? It would be one of the like dopest things ever. Could you imagine just like climbing up the face of this thing, sitting up on top, smoking a joint, looking into the fucking sunset and the sand and everything in the desert? Man, that's so dope. City on one side, desert on the other side. Looking at a bunch of smaller pyramids. Man, look at how high up that fool is. Whew, it's gotta be scary. Slowly but surely, we're getting there. Whoa. Whoa. Man, he's up at the tippy? Check it. He climbed all the way up to the tippy of the fucking pyramid on the outside. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's at the, uh, it's almost at the top, but... Bob wasn't expecting this dark space. He hasn't a flashlight powerful enough to light it. Yeah, he has a little tiny flashlight. I think this is interesting. It's not the internal rent, but it's still very interesting. Why is the space so big? Photos. Photos for Jean-Pierre. <laughs> the space wasn't carved out from the stone. It visibly dates back to the pyramid's construction. There's no description of it in any Egyptological... Oh, no! Up till now, no one has ever investigated this architectural curiosity. Could the existence of this unanticipated room be further evidence of an internal ramp? One that's still there. He, he looks like he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I was he's just like, thinking that. He was like, I'm going to hold this up to here and here. I'm going to pretend to be measuring things. I'm not writing anything down anywhere. This is all for camera work. You know, like, that's not what that is because he's did more, he did like less than nothing right there. He fucking held out three feet of tape from one rock to another. And then that same three feet of tape was a little bit over to the right. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even move the tape or like adjust it or anything. It's like, whoa, buddy. Back at the hotel, never ever even used one of those. Photos. Then he checks the plans of the pyramid to see whether there's any drawing or description of the empty. That way, when he gets back, he can be like, it was about anywhere. this wide. <laughs> even if he knows oh, there isn't. Oh shit! He's sorry he couldn't see it for himself. Jean-Pierre feels he is so close and yet still so far from solving the mystery. He's breaking down. He's like, 
Why didn't However, I just climb up there? Yeah, does have a certain number of elements to confirm his. He's theory. in his hotel room, getting all fucking twenty-three and shit. The casing He's like, "Whoa, is me?" <laughs> I sold <laughs> my house and closed my doors, and I didn't even go up there. Ramp. I didn't even go Since up there. There's no way it could have been attached to me, the me, me, surface. Me. The temple of Nuzerere proves that the ancient Egyptians Nuzerere built an internal ramp. The phantom lines, their seven percent slope, are definitely intriguing. The microgravimetric results offer undeniable proof that empty spaces in the spiral form, like his ramp, actually exist within the pyramid. And finally, there's this hollow Dang, space so like, discovered. Imagine this: the they fucking close off although all these elements, all the sections. Another when, once they finished it, you know, and the now pyramid, there's this huge chamber, fucking walkways, or like causeways that you built inside that you fucking were carrying blocks on before and like imagine what's in that shit you know like maybe they left like tools or like maybe you know what i'm saying maybe they fucking the theory of the internal ramp works maybe very they well buried some motherfuckers blocks that weigh right about two tons on as average. they go you know they're like how did the ancient workers sacrifice you now to haul up the granite stones <laughs> that were so much heavier <laughs> this is for the gods you bitch you Dang, there's three mini pyramids right there next to that This one. is the most remarkable aspect of the investigation and the most complex to figure out. See that? Really that looks like a pretty steep walkway. Really yeah. That, that's just one of the ones, one, one of the chambers. Was somehow used to raise the blocks to the very top. It's interesting. It's the most interesting explanation of the Grand Gallery anybody's ever come up with. But I'm really not sure. The external ramp that Jean-Pierre imagines isn't enough to explain how the huge granite blocks were moved into the heart of the pyramid. On a ramp with a 7% incline, you'd need 600 men to haul a 60-ton block. But coordinating so many men would be an impossible task. Jean-Pierre thinks the key to the mystery is the Grand Gallery itself. He's convinced the gallery was the key element of a gigantic system of counterweights that would have made it possible for just a hundred men to move the enormous granite blocks. Hell yeah. And look at them, they're all on ramps ready to go. Crazy. It's like a machine, right? Yeah. I mean, they, and, and it looks definitely plausible. It looks, it looks simple. It looks like, you know, it looks good. Could it have been built for practical reasons? If Could it have been built for be right, practical reasons? It'll be a total <laughs> That's the dumbest question you could ever ask. The stakes are high. When so it comes Bob to building an ancient very pyramid. Specific hmm. questions for the architect. Was it just a tomb? Was it all for nothing? You are the man with the theory. You've got a lot of things to explain. <laughs> oh shit! First, what are these benches? On this bench, you had rollers. Are these logs? Logs. Okay. Yes. yes. Go ahead. And these logs, on these logs, yes. you have a trolley. Yes. For the counterweight system. Okay, so the trolley runs up and down on logs, which are across the two benches. Across the two benches. Okay, now I got another question. There are like 28 of these slots. They're important, obviously. It's the first thing you see. What's going on? In these slots, you had wooden beams. Yes. What are you doing? Holding the rollers, keeping the rollers. So these rollers are like logs going on a bench. You got the trolley on top of it, and you got beams in here making sure the logs don't go wild. He takes a bow. Boom. He's like, take that, bitch. But is there any evidence that this room was actually used? I think if you have a closer look to the bench on the vertical fence, yeah. we will find some grease, some scratch left by the roller stripe. Oh, this thing that looks like a racing stripe on a car? Yes, look, look right, yeah, right it's there. Clear. Yes, it's clear. Yes, brown stripe going down. That, that's greasy, you think? It's uh, all along uh -huh. the bench. Yes, yes, yes. It's the same mark. 
So the trolley, when it goes up and down, they had to lubricate it. They put grease, yes. and then by going up and down, it scratches. And sometimes uh, the trolley was uh, shaking a bit. Shaking a bit. Uh huh. Just a small yep. stone and the scratch. No, pretty good. It looks like it was used. And, and yes. <coughs> yeah, it's all fucked up. to the bench. No, that's good. Good. There is something more. Look. There is the something more. Look at this groove. Yeah, yeah, it runs the whole way. All the way on the gallery, yeah. on both sides. Well, what was it used for? I think it was used to hold another beam, yeah. wooden beam, right. on which the trolley was sliding on. For the ancient Egyptians, wood was scarce and very precious. According to Jean-Pierre, they would have recovered the wooden beams when the pyramid was completed, which explains the chisel marks. You know, I've been here 50 times and I never noticed that. It goes the whole length. That's terrific. So it's another, it's another evidence that the thing was really used for a trolley sliding up and down, and that's the stabilizer. <laughs> too much details. Okay. Understand? Yes. Too much details. A lot of details. You understand what too much means? Too much okay. details. All right? <laughs> this is all in my book. So shut the fuck up. Like you're it's, giving everything away. Though this yeah, step has been cemented, it was originally chiseled in a V shape, maybe to facilitate the sliding of ropes. Uh We saw what the V shape was for. It was for block shaping. Yep. <laughs> they, they're trying to tell us it's rope sliding. No, it, uh, it probably is at the top of the pyramid. Yeah. yeah remember the block shaving? Jean-Pierre could be block. right. But has he convinced the Egyptologist? It just seems so incredible that they built this fabulous room, this grand gallery, just to raise the blocks up to the top. But it could be. For the time being, the on-site investigation <laughs> is over. Oh, yeah? But Come up with a better use for it, then, now. you fucko. You know, back in Paris, it's, it's he's contacted it's by an engineer who tells him about a sponsorship. <laughs> this was actually used for, for innovation. Hold on, bro. The obsessional genius is about to strike again. Uh, -oh. <laughs> uh, uh you, you game punk, bro. Do you really feel like you're walking in Shenzhen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally in it. Uh -huh. We need to adjust the sensor for the lateral position. <laughs> sure, those are the little adjustments we needed first. Totally in it. Oh, hey, Jean-Pierre. Hello, how are you? Maybe this is Jean-Pierre Houdin, the architect I was telling you about, with a new theory on Khufu. He's in a fucking virtual reality trackball. Nice to meet you. Hamster, for real. What are you doing in there? Well, it's actually a simulator that lets you walk in virtual reality. If if we had one of those, why wouldn't you just simulate yourself as a hamster? In a giant hamster world, and just trying to run to get out, you know, like... Yeah, because that's what you're doing. Wouldn't that make the most sense? ...and the fact he was an outsider who decided to tackle one of humanity's oldest mysteries and wasn't afraid to do it. You know, if you could simulate it, then it has to be real. Don't you think we could simulate all that? Sure, we could. I did this by myself. Right, we'll shift into high gear. For starters, we can make a 3D model, no problem. No reason we can do it for a plane, not for a pyramid. Dassault Systems develops scientific 3D software to design and visualize the finest industrial projects of the future. With these innovative tools, an industrial project can be entirely simulated before making it happen in the real world. From design to engineering to the most unusual architectural projects. The software applications are like virtual labs where the coherence and feasibility of what inventors have come up with get tested out. Hi guys. How's it going, Jean-Pierre? So, after several years of working alone, suddenly, Jean-Pierre finds himself surrounded by an enthusiastic team of engineers. For two years, they worked on modeling the pyramid, 
and how it was oh oh you solved it here let us do it for you in a computer program (laughs) (laughs) so we could have some credit too and then part of the pyramid (laughs) yeah the engineers entered all the geometric and physical characteristics into the computer and they put Jean-Pierre's ideas to the test Through simulation, we can show everything works correctly. 20 machines like that, it's absolutely possible. The little Egyptians. They're, they're playing the Sims is what they're doing. Where do you stand? Their expertise has even allowed them to explain why the granite beams in the king's chamber cracked. A mystery which, in terms of Egyptology, has caused much speculation up until the present scientific analysis. Step by step, they calculated the combined weight on the beams the limestone rafters, then the 83 meters of stonework above that. No cracks appeared. Finally, they added one last factor. A three centimeter shift of the southern wall of the king's chamber. With the pyramid completed, look, we lower the southern side, the rafters open up, and look here, on the first three ceilings, red, red, red. Red means we're at the granite's breaking point. That's scary. The engineers yeah, right also your studied the system of counterweights. <laughs> the counterweight goes down, the beam goes up, and the little arrow, what is it? Well, that's the force supplied by manpower. So the force is the number of men. We didn't find anything impossible about Jean-Pierre's theory. We're not saying that's how it happened because we weren't there to see it, but we can say that it very well could have happened like that. Mechanically speaking, it's realistic. It holds up. Could Jean-Pierre Houdin have proven his hypothesis? In any case, his theory is the first and only to be confirmed by scientific 3D methods. It is now possible to rebuild Khufu step by step. Nobody has ever gotten this far before. <laughs> Here's their simulation. Jean-Pierre <coughs> also manages to explain the photos Bob took of the notch. Jean-Pierre, why don't you send us the pictures Bob took there and Jack will get the simulation going to see if the reality matches the virtual okay we will get a better idea of what we are seeing you recreated all the stones based on the video image shot by shot we recreated all the blocks bob got special permission to climb up into the notch i told him to take measurements and to look into the holes <laughs> he wasn't expecting to find the room he told no. him to take measurements he found a nine meter square room and you're yeah, saying we saw those measurements. Yeah, we did. I wonder what they are. I see they're not listed anywhere. We even did research, but we didn't find anything. That's crazy. Just a notch. Fucking climb into. So now, you see. You can live there forever. Yeah. That can be, that can be your home. And we go down layer by layer. Here. Stop. See. There are ramps. That's the top of the carbon. For them, the internal ramp is behind the walls of this room. Behind this stone. Jack, can you remove that stone? What do we have? The internal ramp. You mean you didn't have an endoscopic camera to go in? We didn't expect that. It's the kind of thing you feel bad about. It's just right there. But you know, there should be leaks. With a thermal camera, we could see the leaks between the stones. The air coming out would be cooler than the air in the room. So you're saying all you need is permission to go back into the room with a thermal camera and put it right in front of those two blocks, and then we'd see there's an internal ramp behind them? If we have the <laughs> to go back, we will prove that the internal ramp that guy is... Was, that guy fucking schooled that voiceover work. Yeah, it sounds like... To um, solve the mystery. Like dub-overs from, like, Asia like Some type of Chinese... If Jean-Pierre is right, as everything seems to indicate, Kung Fu voice the discovery will cause a huge stir. How much longer will he have to wait? Nobody knows. 
So, He's already been working on this project so like you for said, years. now he needs He's to wait of for permission to go back in. When it comes yeah, that's to always pyramids, the case. The notion of time. They're like, oh, you need to go back in there with a thermal camera? Yeah, we'll go ahead and get that started for you. Get that paperwork. Oh, can we see your DVD? Yep. <laughs> oh, we're not letting you go back. Once they, <laughs> once they see this, they're like, denied. That's what they say. You know? They're yep. like, oh, yeah, you're so close. But no close. No. <laughs> so close, no close. Uh, so close, no close. Egyptian is fucking crazy. Jean-Pierre Houdin's investigation is over, but the story isn't. In the meantime, our architect visits the tomb of his predecessor, Imunu, the man who built Khufu's pyramid 4,500 years ago. He wants to pay homage one last time to the unbelievable genius of the great ancient builders before one day climbing the pyramid himself along the internal ramp. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh. Well? What do you think? Uh, I'm convinced. You convinced? I'm convinced that uh, one of the ones is right. <laughs> you're, you're convinced that one of the many theories we talked about is correct. I'm I'm convinced that there's a real answer. We just don't know. <laughs> I'm convinced that there's a real answer too. You it's know, not the like question. That's, but that's all I'm convinced of. Uh, I think this guy is more believable than anybody. Just his credentials alone, him being an architect, starting from the ground up, you know, doing everything from, like, uh, actual perspective, you know what I'm saying? As if, like, he was going to build the motherfucker himself. And by taking the right steps, you should be able to come with the right answer. You know what I'm saying? And it's like anything. So yeah. I think uh, he's got to be pretty damn close to the gospel, if if not the one. Yeah, I think that uh, I think it's not a bad theory at all. But I still think there was more water involved because one of the things one of the things that stuck out to me was when they did their three D model and they were showing the pulley system and they had the ramp that because supposedly there's an internal ramp, but in their three D model there was an internal ramp even though they hadn't found it. So they put the ramp in there, and then they had the the place where the counterweight was that slid up and down on the like wooden fucking thing. And when it pulled it up in the 3D model, the stone only came halfway up the ramp. So you ran out of counterweight. So it doesn't explain how they got it the rest of the way up the ramp. They just kind of explained that they could pull it up the ramp. They No, they said they did it with 100 men. And the counterweight. Yeah. They said they pulled it the rest of the way with 100 men at the top. All right. And then, you know, um, yeah, and then they showed evidence. Uh, like, so So say you're Sherlock Holmes, and um, nine out of the ten pieces out of the, out of the puzzle are there, but there's one that you can't see. Are you going to assume that it's not there? Or are you going to assume that it's there, you know? Yeah. Like, like I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt that just because he didn't get to see behind the wall, I'm saying that there is a ramp in there because um the other pyramid that they went to visit showed proof. And those were the pyramids that were built before this one and they tore those ones down to build this one. Yeah, that was a trip. You know? How imagine being so. in that pyramid fucking four thousand years ago and looking up there's like torches along the wall and the fucking ceiling is all painted blue with stars all carved into it. That's dope. Yeah, and then think about think about this too. When, remember how we were saying how like there was so, so much soot and everything on the inside of the pyramid and all, well that that's what that's from. You just said it right there. That's from like all their torches from lighting their way all the all the years yeah. from people from people exploring it and lighting their way for thousands of years yeah. afterwards carrying also through it. And yeah. yeah it's like steady build up of fucking shit but you know he he fucking he explained a lot of shit and had evidence like of the ramps of like 
the movement of the trolley and everything and like the grinding marks of moving up and down and up and down and fucking like the way he explained everything was really really good so i i I think that that probably has to be the way you know i think maybe a, a mixture of the two maybe they floated all the materials down the causeway and the nile and shit from where they um excavated them and then fucking built a built a pyramid this guy's way yeah you know maybe it was like maybe it was a combination of the two because you know they both make so much sense who's to say that you know and there is evidence of both so yeah well uh i hate to do this i hate to say it but looks like it's still undetermined we didn't solve the fucking pyramids mystery because uh like you said i think it's a little bit of both i think that they're both they're both on to something, but we still don't know yet. We couldn't figure it out. I feel like I feel like we failed our listeners. Now we through the combination. I feel, I feel like we failed our listeners, man. Through the combination, we solved it. So that's what it was. It was the two internal ramps as well as floating external ramps. Yeah. Sweet. Done. That's how they did it. That's how I did it. So, everybody, go out there and build your own pyramids. Now that you know how to do it. We want to see the results. We want to see them. And they better be huge. Huge. Ooge. As, like, that's how people in England say it. Ooge. Sure. All right. Goodbye, you fucking cunts. Natural Habitat Recordings.